Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Thought that I would hit a little bit at least. Uh, the NFL playoff picture here in the division that will never die, the NFC East. Um, the <laughs> Right now, the team that would get to host a home playoff game are the Giants, who are sitting at 4-7. and seven. And if you break down that 4-7 and seven Giants team, they would get to play against a L.A. Rams team that would travel all the way across the country right now if the season were ending, and that would be your 4-5 matchup. Uh, the Seahawks would be the beneficiaries of their win last night. They would be in first place in the NFC West, the toughest division in all of sports. And the uh, Eagles would fall all the way down to just above the Dallas Cowboys at 3-7-1. and one. And the whole thing is just, the, the NFC East is just a total and complete mess. And it's ironic that I made the bad decision to bet on the NFC East team going up against an NFC West team. I don't know what in the world that I was thinking about there. We just finished, by the way, talking with my buddy. If you're just starting off today, I encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you catch up with my buddy Chad Withrow uh, at Withrow Zone, hanging out and talking about the ridiculousness of um, all the coverage surrounding the kicker for Vanderbilt, the female kicker, Sarah Fuller. And a big part of me, as we were going to break, I was kind of laughing about the idea. There's been a lot of talk about the University of Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt, and they still play against Vanderbilt next week in what would be the final game of the season for Vanderbilt at 0-9. And I'm wondering if we could have a Rudy-like ending 
for the uh, for the Vanderbilt Commodore season. Can you imagine if she if she came in the on the field to kick a field goal to beat Tennessee to win the only game of the year? Could even be an extra point to win the only game of the year for Vanderbilt. Would that create a Rudy like movie? Like, is there any doubt that if she came on the field to beat Tennessee, the rival of Vanderbilt, for their only win on the season, this would be like when Rudy got the sack against Georgia Tech. And oh, by the way, I think he was offsides. But Dub, can you imagine that? I, I, would they have to? Would they have to just quit and hang up the Tennessee football program at that time? Would Tennessee have to refuse to allow their logo to be used in the movie because they would be such the villains? in that movie that when she made that kick and the celebration started, Jeremy Pruitt probably get fired, everything else. Can you imagine if a game like that came down to a conclusion in the SEC? Would Tennessee be able to refuse to allow their logo to be used and make them try to pretend that was some other team that happened to? They'd have to do something. I mean, that if that if that happened, I think it would be the most perfect ending to the 2020 football season. <laughs> just just end everything. In the NFL, in the college football I mean, there would be a movie, uh, an ESPN E60 or whatever they're called, at the very, at the very least. Uh, Pruitt, I mean, he would get, he wouldn't be left on the. Is that a game at, in Knoxville or in, in Nashville? Nashville, but Vanderbilt's not really allowing fans, many of them anyway. I think family and uh, and they were allowing students, but the students are off the campus now, so even that's not very common. I mean, it would be an incredible ending, right? I mean, for the Jeremy Pruitt era, I mean, he would get fired, like. I just think Jeremy Pruitt, if that happened, would have to just jog right down the tunnel uh, out onto the street and just keep running, you know, like Forrest Gump and never return. Like, I I, I, I don't – like, there should be a clause in his contract that if you lose to Vanderbilt on a walk-off in, uh, to avoid them going 0-10 on the season, that you just have to you just have to bail, right? Like, there's no other way for things to go. Absolutely. And, I mean, Vanderbilt, yes, they lost 41 to nothing against Missouri, but all the way back – when the college football season started, they almost beat Texas A&M, which yeah. is one of the more head-scratching results of the entire season. 12-7, to they lost to the Aggies. So, I mean, they've got it in them to keep it competitive, we've seen. So, you know, is this totally out of the realm of possibility? I say no. I think it, there is a slight, slight chance that this potentially could happen. Well, look, nobody wants to go 0-10 obviously, and that's probably a record because usually in the SEC you only play eight, right? So it's unlikely, I think, that anybody in in, in the SEC is ever going to go 0-10 again because I don't know, unless they decide to change the way that they set up the college football season, and maybe they will. Maybe they'll look and say, hey, maybe it's better to play uh, more conference games instead of less. Who knows what the end result might be, but... I don't think there'll be anybody go 0-10, right? So it's such a challenging position to find yourself in in the first place that I think the likelihood going forward is uh, is fairly slim that we will ever find ourselves in a situation like this again. So a walk-off field goal like that would just be remarkable, uh, the scenario, in order to watch that happen. Just wanted to hit on that a little bit because I was thinking about it more after uh, the conversation with, uh, with Chad Withrow. The other thing, by the way, uh, Dub... I know we talked about Seattle and the fact that they're now in the lead in the NFC West and what that can mean going forward. Can you believe, as you look kind of at the uh, at the Carson Wentz scenario, and we started off the show talking about this, the guy is getting hit at such an incredible rate 
and you talked about this when we were watching the game last night. How fortunate is he that there are no fans present for Eagles games? Because if there were, I think they might have to bench him just because things are so deafening that it would be impossible for the coaching staff to not... I know coaches claim they don't care about fans, and I know they're like, oh, we're watching the tape and we're looking at the film... Is there any way that Carson Wentz is still going out there and starting for the Eagles if the Eagle fans are booing as loudly and as often and as vociferously as they would be in this scenario? I mean, there's no doubt about it. It, He might be the single biggest beneficiary of no fans in the stands, of anybody across the entire country in sports. Because I guarantee you, the the Eagles had no chance winning that game late in the fourth quarter. That game was over. That that stadium would have been absolutely full of Philly fans, and we all know how Philly fans like to act. They would be booing until the clock hit zero all night, and I think you're right. I think he – I mean, how could the coaching staff not make a change at that point? Because this wouldn't be the first game it happened at either. By the way, and I know that they had the Hail Mary at the end of the game. Is there anybody out there who was in total disbelief that the ball wasn't picked off in the end zone for the Eagles just based on – the way that entire scenario went down, that that they wouldn't have ended up with that uh, with that ball being intercepted. I mean, it was such a uh, a crazy ending. And depending on which side you had from a gambling perspective, this was one of the greatest covers of all time, and a glorious push, or one of the worst beats of all time. Because not only did the Eagles hit the hell mary on an incredible catch there. They then went for two and scored with ease. The game, I think, Dub, went off at the Seahawks as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite, right? So that two-point conversion swung a lot of money the other direction. And if you were fortunate enough to have the Eagles plus six-and-a-half, it cashed a check for you. Yeah, and uh, people with those tickets uh, can thank the analytics and Doug Peterson for that one. (laughs) Yeah, because that's the play when you you end up in that scenario as you go for two because it gives you a chance. And by the way, would have really been remarkable if the Eagles had gotten the onside kick and then thrown a double Hail Mary. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before uh, to go for the win against the Seahawks. That would have uh, truly been remarkable. All right, when we uh, when we come back, we're going to be joined by... Uh, who are we going to be joined by? We're going to be joined by Billy Lucci, who is at Texags, to talk about college football. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be We are joined now by Billy Lucci, who is the owner of TexAgs.com, a wildly popular site that covers the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, Billy, thanks for getting up early with us, first of all. And second, a lot of years I know you've covered Texas A&M. And in recent history, A&M has been in a position where we talk about them in September and October, and then they kind of have that swoon later in the season. Three games left to play. Coming down the stretch run, Auburn this weekend, uh, then you got Ole Miss, then you got Tennessee. Why is this team different? Do you think they are? Where can they go? It's a lot of questions all rolled into one. 
Yeah, and you're, you're so right, Clay. I mean, I know your interest in A&M uh, spiked, and when we first started to get to know each other was during the uh, conference realignment. And then, so you've been a, a close follower of A&M football since, uh, since at least then. And yep. right at the beginning of that, even with Johnny Manziel, don't forget that that team lost, I think they were 2-2 two and two yep. to open conference play. So they didn't even have this opportunity. Yep. So it, it's it's been a while, but I'll tell you what the difference is, Clay. And I'm I'm writing, you know, it. I, I know everybody was down on A and M's offense this week, and it's funny because they ignore twelve seven against Louisville for Notre Dame. Uh, they hype up a fourteen point win over North Carolina, and then A and M gets pan and you know drug over the coals for a thirteen point win over LSU. Uh, this team in its last four games has gotten better and better, and, and they took a step back offensively. I think three weeks off and all the insanity of the contact tracing, which led to about 15 guys not being able to practice for two weeks, and I think it showed up. Uh, but if you look, here's what's different. What's different is Jimbo Fisher's teams historically have played their best football in November, and you saw him do that in year one under him. And I think second play, they're not incredible at anything. When you watch them, you don't go, gosh, that's the best team in the country. But if you go back and look, they run the heck out of the football. They've got arguably one, you know, one of the two best backs in the SEC, and Isaiah Spiller. They've got a, a future high-round draft pick at tight end. They've got four senior starters on the O-line, and the fifth guy's a sophomore. That'll probably be a first-round pick. They, they block. They've given up three sacks this year in seven games. They run the football. They've got a senior quarterback that up until Saturday was playing the best, best ball of his career. And then defensively, quietly, they rank second, and they rank second in the SEC against the run, and they lead the conference in total defense. So, this is a very well-balanced, well-rounded, up until they fifth in the country and uh, third down conversions led the country heading into Saturday when they were miserable 2-16. So, Clay, here's the thing. They check every single box where they're, like, good at everything and really good at a lot of things. And there's very few what I would call weak spots in this football team. And, and the schedule that looks so daunting at the beginning of the year they got by Alabama and Florida at one and one, and then you really look at the rest of that schedule, and LSU is down, and Tennessee's down, and Auburn's just all right, and, and Mississippi State was bad, and Arkansas's better, but they're still probably going to finish three and seven. So, a ten-game SEC schedule that wasn't nearly as uh, daunting as it looked when they put it together. We're talking to Billy Lucci, he's the owner of TexAgs.com. So I'm really kind of fascinated by the the fact of the couple of games getting canceled because we've talked a lot on this show, and I know you and I have texted back and forth about this. Mm -hmm. A&M had very few positive tests. It was all almost entirely contact tracing. Now that you're through that, what can you tell me about what occurred at A&M that led to two games being postponed? And how fortunate is A&M that they're in the SEC where you can get games postponed as opposed to canceled? Because if A&M has the same issue in the Big Ten or the Pac-12, those are games that never get made up. Yeah, and could prove very costly because you look at this playoff chase, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. But, I mean, losing a couple games there would have been devastating, especially – 
winnable games, you know? And so they had, okay, so here's what they had, Clay. They had one player test positive after, after Halloween, and they played Arkansas Halloween, and then that following week leading up to South Carolina, they had a starting safety not make the trip. He was positive. Okay, so he's out for the next 10 days. So two games. And uh, coming back, they get back on Sunday, and they test on Sunday. And one player and one staffer, I don't, let's just call it a GA. I don't know the exact position. Not, not one of the main coaches, but one staffer and one player had it. Well, the, the player, you, all of a sudden, so let's say he's a, a DB, a defensive back, which he was. So he had a defensive back. And you go team meal, they're sitting in little small tables. You know, you're on the road in a hotel, probably had a roommate. Who do you sit by on the plane? Okay, sat by this guy, this guy, this guy. So one player and one staffer led to like six, just from the flight alone, 16 people contact traced. That's insane. 16. So like between the positive test and the secondary, which wiped out – and here's the deal, Clay. It wasn't just more than a dozen players. It was also, uh, I think, of the 11 full-time coaches, like at least seven of them were out for two weeks contact tracing because one of the you know, because the grad assistant and the the one player that I guess his position coach was around. So it, by the time so they missed Tennessee with all those guys out, no one else got it. That number never grew. Those guys were tested that were in quarantine for two weeks, seven times. Oh. Not one, not one additional case. So when A&M by the next weekend when they played Ole Miss, they didn't have a single player in the program that had COVID and they couldn't play a football game. Just because. So what? Do you know what the quarantine process is like for the A&M guys? So the, those guys who never test positive, what do they actually have to do? Do they just have to go sit in the, uh, you know, like? In, a, in their basic in their dorm room by themselves, they put them in a hotel room. What do they do for that quarantine process? Well, they typically have, uh, you know, most of the kids live off campus in either yeah. houses or apartments, so they're just kind of. I, I don't know exactly what they. I, I know that they can, uh, you know, they attend Zoom meetings and stuff, yeah, right. and stuff like that, but they can't be in the facilities. And I think they, I think they actually can work out. Like, they can kind of go up there and run and stuff. The, the ones that don't have it, you know, the yeah. ones that are yeah, in yeah. quarantine. Because sometimes uh, those guys are in a worse spot, right? Because if you test positive, you can test out by not testing positive anymore. But if you're contact traced, some of those guys can get multiple times contact traced, unfortunately, during the course of a season, right? Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting. And I think they do a good job with the guys that have it they're good. They're not even in the testing protocol. So if you think about that, like, and that's what teams don't release that information. And I'm sure you're sitting there all across the country, fans of their teams going, man, I wonder if this star player and this star player have had it. Because right. if they have, then I don't, then have, you don't to have to worry, worry about, about it. Them ever yeah, yeah you don't end don't, up with a Denver Broncos-like situation where suddenly everybody has to not be able to play quarterback, right? Yeah, and I think they should provide that info. It's not not for uh, gambling purposes, but just for the fans' uh, peace of mind. You know, if you look at if you're if you're Florida with Kyle Trask, you know, you're going to the SEC title game. Wouldn't you feel better knowing that you know he had already had it? So nothing can go wrong there. At that, so 
there is that. That that's an interesting part of it, but uh, especially with the playoff know, race coming up, because right, like at least oh, if no you're question. Clemson, you're like, well, we know that we don't have to Trevor's worry good. anymore about Trevor Lawrence, right? He's going to be there for all the big games that Clemson has the rest of the season. No doubt about it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is is in the clear, and 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 so it's yeah, it's it's wild to think that A and M had that few cases. And couldn't play, and and not only that, but like I said, couldn't practice for two weeks, and and it, you can see where it could mess up the the entire season for a team. And, and the Aggies played LSU. They're probably fortunate they weren't playing a better team because they went out there and they did not look like the same team. Uh, but here's the thing. Here's my my big complaint of the weekend as far as uh, the A&M narrative went and watching watching that game, re-watching it on TV. It was a pretty driving rainstorm. They hadn't played in two weeks. Uh, I, uh, Kellen Mond tweeted the Monday all the quarantine guys got back and said, I'm back. So I'm, I mean, one can only assume that he was one of the quarantines. Yep. Didn't practice for two weeks. And, and so your quarterback practiced for three days leading up to LSU. He looked like a shell of himself. And A&M still led 20 to nothing before the end of the third quarter. Their last four games by the end of the third quarter, they led LSU 20 to nothing, Arkansas 42-17, South Carolina 34 nothing, and Mississippi State 28-7. You go back five games and they beat Florida. This team's been playing really good, and they've been throttling SEC opponents and no one talked about it. And then all of a sudden, in the one week where they looked sloppy, and it was it was not – if I wasn't a fan of either team, I wouldn't have, like, enjoyed watching that game unless you like seeing great defense, which A&M had. But everybody was just kind of piling on it. And I'm going, wait a second. It's 20 to nothing through three. LSU's never been within two scores since since towards the end of the first quarter. It's it's not I didn't understand the hubbub, but it really doesn't matter for for the Aggies because if you look at that playoff picture, if they win out, they're going to be sitting right there whether they win these next three games a hundred to nothing or whether they win them each by a point. They're they're going to be sitting at number five, and they're going to need just a little bit of help, not much though. So yeah, that's one of the big questions that I have that I think is is really kind of fascinating about this entire process. We always have debates about how good someone is and uh, assessing, let's say, the Big Ten versus the SEC or the ACC against the Big 12 or whatever else. How in the world do you assess a team that played six, which may be the case with Ohio State, with a team that might play 12, like might be the case with Notre Dame, or a team that might play 10, like A&M, or 11, like Bama and Florida, and determine how to assess that overall? I don't, I don't think you can assess it. Like I, I feel sorry for the committee on trying to figure that one out. because, And that's the wild card that really kind of came out of nowhere this past weekend was the Big Ten wild card, not just because of, of wait, hey, what if Ohio State plays five games or, or you know or six? And but then you've also got the wild card of Northwestern losing now. Now I don't think they'd have any chance against Ohio State. But yeah. if they were to somehow knock off Ohio State, if you're A and M, you're sitting there going, "There's a possibility on two different levels now of the Big Ten not getting anybody in," and that would push A and M almost like by default up in there. And then and then the second part 
of, of what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's so how do you compare? Because normally, like you said, you could just sit there and go, okay, this conference did nothing. Of course, if it's the Big 12, they do nothing every preseason, every non-conference schedule, they do nothing. And then by the end of the year, people forget and just keep moving them up as they're beating each other, which is exactly what they're trying to do again with Oklahoma, which just is just mind-blowing right now. Um, I just I don't get it that because they did play non-conference games and there was the carnage of the Sun Belt. There was Texas Tech last second to beat Houston Baptist University. I mean, it's just it is really a truly a dumpster fire over there, not just in the conference, but specifically in Austin right now. But I just I don't think you can really decipher other than to I, I talked with someone on the committee before the season started and he was telling me it, it really is going to come down to you hope you have a lot of really strong football minds and people that really understand the game that when you're watching the games played you can tell the difference between good football and, and not good football because like never before you're going to have to lean on that when you're trying to evaluate the strength of conferences and things like that. So I think that's a lot of what's going on. I think the most fascinating thing that that could end up happening, and I think it's a legit possibility. You know, if Notre Dame beats Clemson again and A&M wins out, I think the Aggies will be in as long as Bama beats Florida. But what the, the really fascinating one, and it starts to factor in everything you just asked about, what if – Clemson beats Notre Dame by, I don't know, like say 14 points where you watch that whole game and you're going, Notre Dame would never have beaten these guys. And they could never have beaten them without without Trevor, you know, had Trevor not been out. If that's the case, but it's not a blowout. It's not, twenty you know, 21-point buzz. It's 10 to 14, but Notre, uh, Clemson total game control. And then you've got a 9-1 and A&M team whose only loss was to Bama who beat Florida and who is on an eight-game winning streak heading in, that's going to be the most fascinating debate and decision that comes down is if things shake out like that. And I don't think that's too outlandish a possibility. I actually think that's kind of made me predict how things are going to go. I'd slightly lean towards thinking the Aggies win their last three, and I'd slightly lean towards thinking Clemson by – you know, more than a touchdown, but not in a blowout. We're talking to Billy Lucci. He's the owner of Texags. You mentioned the Big 12. There's lots of smoke out there that Tom Herman is in danger of losing his job in Austin. He's asked about it virtually every week in his press conference. Uh, Tough loss for them against Iowa State. What are you hearing about that situation for Tom Herman, and who do you think Texas would like? A lot of interest, it seems, in Urban Meyer, the same kind of reports about Urban Meyer that there were about uh, Nick Saban back in the day, $10 million offer, Shelly Meyer's looking around at houses. Everybody's wife always goes to look at houses. Uh, what do you right. think Texas does, and who are you hearing they might be interested in? I I think Texas moves on, on Tom Herman. And I, I've had a discussion with people who I respect that, that don't think that I, I just do. I, here's the thing, Clay. Is it, this is like you know whether it's Michigan, Ohio State, whether it's Alabama, you know whether it's Auburn with Alabama, it's A and M and Texas and Oklahoma. When Oklahoma's winning and Texas can't beat them, 
And when you're losing recruits, legacy recruits, uh, who's the Brockermeyer twins, whose father was an All-American tackle, probably the best O-lineman in school history, and they're, they're going to Alabama. You know, Texas kids, they live up in Fort Worth, and they're going to Alabama. And, and A&M is really getting who they want in Texas in all the head-to-heads with the Longhorns right now. And, and that's, you know, that's getting more, that, that stranglehold's getting more by the day with each passing week that A&M wins, you know, wins a game. It is like, it's a real problem for Texas because if you bring Tom Herman back right now, I, I just don't see how if you're an administrator, a decision maker, a big donor, I don't see how you can have any any confidence or faith, you know, there's got to be just this giant vote of no confidence if you had asked, can this man and his staff recruit at the level they need to? And as you know, Clay, it's not just this 21 class, which is like they're, they're dead in the water on this one, but it's also the 22 class, which also happens to be the most loaded class I've seen in 25 years of covering this state. So, I mean, if, you can fall so far behind that I don't care if they hire Urban Meyer with Nick Saban as his defensive coordinator. It's going to be hard to dig out of that, dig out of that kind of hole. And, and I think that's what they're scared of more than anything. And you know how success on the other side drives those decisions. A lot of times they're panic driven, right? And, yeah, and yeah. if A and M, if A and M wins the next couple weeks, and it looks like they have a real look at the playoffs. And, and Oklahoma's righted the ship after those two losses. And, and you're going to sit there and go tell all your donors and your big money people, hey, we're going to ride this out for another year because, you know, the, the pandemic and the climate. And, you know, I, I just don't – big business, man. And I just don't think it's going to it's gonna fly. I know if you're an A&M fan, trust me, I know, because I read it every, every single day. I know you're hoping – that they don't change coaches and Aggies were in a very weird spot on Saturday. Cause I know a lot of buddies of mine that were watching it, that were rooting for Texas to win that game. And they felt really weird doing that because you weren't just rooting for them to win. Kansas state's terrible. Kansas is terrible. You were pulling for them to make it to advance to the big 12 title game. Yeah. And maybe even have a chance to win it with a mild upset over OU who they went to four overtimes with. And A and M fans didn't even care. Like, oh, well, fine, let them win the Big Twelve. That's how. That's how. Uh, just kind of neutered Herman and that program are over there right now. So and I don't if it's, say that if it's not. It's yeah, no, I I get it. I think it's kind of fascinating. If it's not Urban Meyer, who do you think they would look to? Who I don't know. I mean, I I really I, I've seen a list of about ten different names, and they get carried away i've always thought and it doesn't seem like right now he'd have to me if i'm looking james franklin i've always thought would be a good fit for that program i think he uh, would have been a great hire but now they're one in five and i don't know yeah. how you justify firing tom herman in a covid year for not having a good enough year and go hire uh you know a penn state coach who went one in five exactly i thought they should have hired him when they did hire Tom Herman, Tom Herman yeah. or Charlie Strong. I forget which one it was, but when he was at, when he was just – I think it was Charlie Strong the first time that he was – before he went to Penn State. Yeah, I thought he was going to rip him from your Commodores, actually. Yeah, yeah, I that's right. Yeah. But, uh, but Texas, Texas a lot of times would think they're too good to do that. And so I, 
Man, uh, I've always thought Gary Patterson would be a great fit there, but now he's a little long in the tooth. Again, another one you'd wonder if they could have hired either of the last two times. I've always thought he would leave for A&M or Texas. Um, I don't know what's out there. You know, Chris Harson has ties to the program. He's done a nice job at Boise. Um, you, you know, uh, what's Clemson's offensive coordinator's name? I've seen his name come up. Yep. I don't. I don't think they. But I don't think Texas. I don't think Texas goes that route. I mean, one of the early names they were throwing around was Kyle Shanahan. The last time they threw around John Harbaugh, like they they do this, and I, I go back to what you just said, and I think that's got to be their big concern is if you make a change on Tom Herman, who who's not terrible. He's not terrible, you know. <laughs> but if you make a change there and you don't get an Urban Meyer, I mean, then I think you've got a real. They're not going to go hire you freeze over there. So if you if you don't get Urban, will you be better off to wait wait another year and see how how Herman does? But see, to me, without Sam Ellinger, without Joseph Osai, they've already had a couple of opt outs with with guys that are going to get drafted. I just don't see how next year gets any gets any better for them. And it's pretty remarkable, Clay. If you want to compare Kevin Sumlin and Tom Herman, Sumlin was an assistant at A&M under a legend in R.C. Slocum. Herman was an assistant at Texas under a legend in Mac Brown. Sumlin went to OU, won a national title as an offensive assistant under Bob Stoops. Herman, Ohio State, assistant under, under Urban Meyer, national championship. They both went to U of H. One went back to A&M. One went back to Texas. Strong starts there, you know. Herman in year, I guess, two wins when, that uh, Sugar Bowl. Sumlin, obviously, we know what happened in year one. And then it just didn't quite work out. And, you know, for the thing to go full circle, I guess it would have to be, you know, they, they ended up getting Urban, like A&M went and got a national title winner, winning coach, and Jimbo Fisher, and both of them would have been relatively low-hanging fruit in the grand scheme of things with Urban not coaching and Jimbo, uh, in hindsight, now everybody knows, was clearly not getting what he wanted at Florida State and, and would have left as soon as something, you know, as prestigious as A&M came around, you know, with as good a job opportunity as the Aggies presented. Billy, appreciate the time, my man. We'll talk to you again uh, down the stretch if uh, the playoff race really gets uh, underway like I think it could. Appreciate it, my man. All right, Clay, keep it up, brother. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Tuesday edition of the program. 
Seahawks get a wild win. You may well have gotten a wild cover if you had the Eagles. Um, And uh, speaking of wild, I want to let you know as we come down the stretch run here, Fox Sports Radio has been around now for 20 years. And as a result, they're naming the top 20 athletes of the past 20 years from the year 2000 all the way through 2020. Last week, they gave out the number 16 through 20. The 20th best athlete of the last 20 years, Sidney Crosby, Barry Bonds, took the 19th spot. Race car driver Jimmy Johnson was 18th. 17th was Mariano Rivera. Steph Curry was 16. Numbers 11 through 15 of the top athletes of the century will be revealed tonight on The Odd Couple at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. That's tonight, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific on The Odd Couple right here on Fox Sports Radio. Find out the next five on the list then. 20 years of athletes and 20 years of Fox Sports Radio. And I said we were going to talk a little bit about the NFL playoff picture, and it continues to kind of refine itself a little bit as uh, we're still waiting, obviously, to see what's going to happen in a game that could be significant with the Steelers going up against the Ravens, which is why we're not able to do our top five, bottom five, which we usually do on Tuesday. It looks like we'll have to wait till Thursday till after that Wednesday afternoon kick when we come back on the show uh, Thursday morning to break down everything. But in the wake of that win for the Seahawks, they now are the number two overall seed in the NFC. And so if you're wondering what the playoff picture would look like in the NFC, they have finished the uh, – everybody's got 11 games in at least, and a few teams have 12 games that they've completed uh, because the Bucks, for instance, have their bye week this week. But the Saints at 9-2 and two are in really pretty good shape to win the NFC South, certainly, and potentially to be the overall number one seed in the NFC. The Seahawks are in the second spot, followed by the Packers in the third – ridiculously enough we've got the Giants in the four spot and then we've got the Rams the Bucks and the Cardinals as the three remaining playoff teams with the Vikings the Bears and the 49ers on the outside looking in at five and six uh, trying to hopefully fight their way into the playoff but if we were playing right now we would be breaking everything down this is what the playoffs would look like In the sixth seed, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have to go on the road against the Seahawks. And then in the three, you would have the, uh, you would have the, did I screw that up? I think I screwed that up. You would have the Arizona Cardinals going on the road against the Seahawks. So we would get a, uh, what would be the, I guess the rubber match there, right? Would be the third matchup between those two teams. And then you would have the Green Bay Packers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That would be a pretty intriguing game. And then I don't think this is a bad draw at all. The Rams would go on the road against the Giants. They would get the best and easiest matchup of anybody in the wild card rounds at all. And so as you're breaking down where the playoff picture would go, remember that the NFC East is so bad that in addition to the fact that everybody is going to want to get the number one overall seed, that you actually have a lot of teams that in the wild card would be angling for that number five seed because it's actually a lot easier as you break it down in general there. And so you've got right now in the AFC, the Steelers as the one seed, Kansas City Chiefs as the two, Titans as the three, the Bills as the four, 
Browns as your five seed and the Titans and the Browns, who would have ever believed the uh, best game in the NFL for next week might actually be the Titans hosting the Cleveland Browns. Then you got Miami as the six, and in the seven seed, you've got the Indianapolis Colts, and we'll have to wait and see what happens with Baltimore because obviously if they were able to pull off a huge upset over the Steelers, they have the tie break over the Indianapolis Colts and they would knock the Indianapolis Colts out of the playoffs with five weeks to go. Uh, the Colts would be on the outside looking in. So many different intriguing storylines to follow in the NFL playoffs and maybe the most intriguing of all is how many teams are actually going to end up making the playoffs because we still could have no bye weeks if we end up having to cancel some games. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm starting to feel like it's very likely that before all is said and done, the NFL is going to have to cancel some games just based on how crazy things have been with trying to get the Steelers and the Ravens game scheduled. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we come back to start off the third hour of the program. What did we learn from Seahawks going up against the Eagles and more? What in the world's going to happen with Carson Wentz going forward? All that and more. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 